Hey gang, this is Justin, the host of Did You Watch, giving you a quick post-editing update. This conversation was originally about an hour long, and due to some technical difficulties and lost audio, we only have about half of our initial conversation. I tried my best to edit what we did have into something cohesive, and I hope I succeeded. Catch us next week for a discussion on Parasite, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Did You Watch, a podcast by film amateurs who love film and sometimes TV. We are your hosts, Justin and Caitlin. Hey. Hey, what's up? How are <laughs> you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, sipping on that raz- on that uh, vodka cran. Yes, indeed. And I'm feeling pretty nice tonight. Good. Thank you guys so much for listening to our second episode. Um, this week we're reviewing Birds of Prey, a 2020 superhero film directed by Kathy Yan and written by Christina Hodson. I'm going to pause right here. I am fighting an upper respiratory infection, so excuse me if my voice sounds a little nasally or if I run out of breath a little easily. Um, just for you viewer- listeners that are, um, I guess, listening. Oh, so um. I just want to piggyback <coughs> on top of that, that during the entire uh, COVID-19 pandemic in the world, I was about to say America, but it's hard to remove yourself from the equation to understand that this is not just an American thing. This is a worldwide thing. Um, please, whenever you step out, wear masks, wear gloves, social distancing. If you don't need to leave the house, please don't. And understand that if you are able to work from home and, and work full time still and your paychecks are not affected, please understand how lucky you are because there are people who are fighting on the front lines, putting themselves at risk every single day just for us to be comfortable. Um, so that's just my small PSA on it. Just please be safe. Stay inside. Social distance. We're going to get through this. Thank you so much. Um, Kind of jumping back into it. This week we're doing Birds of Prey. Uh. Birds of Prey. <laughs> Birds of Prey stars Margot Robbie as well as a few badass supporting actresses like um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollier. Don't do that to her. Smollier. Do she doesn't deserve that. Journey's <laughs> sister. Say her. Put some respect on my girl's name. Journey Smollier Ball um, and Rosie Perez. The film also follows Harley Quinn as she teams up with Huntress, Black Canary, and Detective Renee Montoya to save diamond-carrying Cassandra Cassandra Kane from Gotham City crime lord Black Mask. This is kind of the boring stuff, but (laughs) basically they form, together they form the Birds of Prey, which is a superhero team based on DC Comics characters. Um... For those of you who haven't seen it, there will be spoilers ahead, just so you know. Proceed at your own risk. With that being said, let's get into it. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> so let me first say, I did not think this movie would be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the trailers and immediately wrote Birds of Prey off because of how bad Same. I remember Suicide Squad being. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Suicide Squad was kind of like so bad that I it it immediately turned me off to DC's future films mm-hmm. but I think this w- this movie kind of really hit the hit the ground running and kind of gave DC a win mm-hmm. for this year that's how strongly I feel about it but um what about you 
I'm somewhat indifferent to it. Um, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's bad. I think it's fine and serviceable. Um, but at the end of it, I'm also very much looking forward to this iteration of Harley Quinn and what the Birds of Prey have to do in their next movie, if they're going to be getting one. Because I know, I think the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the box office of this film. It was in theaters for maybe two or three weeks. And then it was not in theaters long. Mm -mm. And then because of everybody, everything closing down, it had to go strictly to streaming for renting for 20 bucks or buying it. And then when we saw it was when you were able to rent it for six dollars. So I don't know if that has any impact on any future films, but I hope it hasn't because even though this movie is fine to me the future of the DC universe is something that I'm very interested in. I like that you mentioned that the characters really shined in this movie. Last week we took some time to kind of talk about Adam Sandler and his role in Uncut Gems. Mm -hmm. This week I've got to say the same applies for Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. She's great. Absolutely shines as Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Like she is that is only bolstered by the fact that Margot Robbie is also a producer on this movie. She's a co-producer. Margot Robbie's always a delight on screen, but um, I most recently learned that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, she was so good as a Sher- Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. She didn't have much to do, but she was. She was just nice to see. Uh, yeah. She was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts about? That? I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give her props right now as early as I can. In the episode, I really, really like Harley Quinn in this movie. The very interesting thing is a lot of people don't give her enough credit for this role. I think some people incorrectly assume that Harley Quinn might be just a very easy character to portray uh, when it's not. And there were a couple moments in this movie where I thought Margot Robbie is the only person who can play this in a live action film. And I think one of the moments was later on in the movie where there's a fight scene and uh, she sniffs a bunch of cocaine. Mm -hmm. That part really stuck out to me because if you look at her face, she almost like contorts her face to to look like a Looney Tunes character. She's very animated and she's very over the top, almost like a slapstick comedy. So it's, it's kind of like as if the cocaine was her spinach for Popeye and she just kind of starts going off during this fight scene. And that's what really sold it to me mm-hmm. because just her, the way she is able to animate her face, she almost looked like Tweety Bird in mm-hmm. a way. She's really dedicating herself to this role and it shows every step of the way. And I really love what she's doing with this character. This is the first episode we're doing on a movie we've watched twice. Yeah, we watched the the first time and then directly the next day we're just like, I don't know what happened in that movie. Can we rewatch it? We, we watched... Well, the first time we watched it, we were... Slightly intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which made for a more fun experience. Yeah, we, were, we, like, stopped to have deep conversations, and we learned new things about ourselves, and then we were like, wait, 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 we were watching this movie, and then we go back, we went back the next night. I think that's why you and I need the theater experience, because if it's left to us and we're watching TV in the middle of the day in our living room, we'll just pause it and then just start talking about the effects of gentrification out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. The rewatch was better than the first watch, definitely. What did you think of the title? Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I didn't need the second part. I wish the second part was the title of the movie. 
It's a little long for my taste. I like that. And I think because it's goofy it. and out there. It's a little long. It's like it's like a twee indie movie, mm. like Me and Earl in the Dying Girl. Mm. Can you imagine? Like you just go to the theater. Excuse me. Uh, two for the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, please. Mm. I I would just it would make me so happy. Birds of Prey is all it. I needed from that. Well, no, it's because no the birds colon. Of my problem with the movie is the idea that the Birds of Prey are almost side characters. In a movie that's named Birds of Prey. It is. It's a Harley Quinn movie. It is a Harley Quinn movie. So I feel like they should have just gone, even if it's not, even if they didn't just title it The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I I felt like it was a Harley Quinn movie until it wasn't. I think it's a Harley Quinn movie through and through. But I feel like you could have just had the name. Just whatever you want to have the name be pertaining to just Harley Quinn. And then have the surprise of the Birds of Prey coming together. It's kind of like a Birds of Prey origin story, but in a sideline story in a way. It just The, the Birds of Prey storyline just kind of comes together in the middle of the story. It mm-hmm. comes together naturally, but if you just told people, this is the Harley Quinn movie. People who've read the comics can kind of like have like a little treat and go, holy shit, they're setting up the Birds of Prey. I think that would make this movie work a lot more because if you say Birds of Prey, people who have read the comics go, well, it's going to be a Birds of Prey movie. And then when they had to, they actually had to change the title because box office wasn't doing so well in the first couple days because some people didn't know that it was just a Harley Quinn movie. Then they had to change it to incorporate Harley Quinn. That title came later to incorporate Harley Quinn. So I feel like they should have just had it as Harley Quinn. Then they set up the Birds of Prey. Then they go off and do their own separate things. Then Harley Quinn has her own movies for the future use. And then Birds of Prey have their own movies. Now you have all of it. You have Shazam coming out. You have Harley Quinn. You have Birds of Prey. And now the DC universe is kind of getting their stuff together. I forgot about Shazam. Shazam was great. So, okay. Birds of Prey picks up right after the events of Suicide Squad. And it acts as another addition to the story of the DC cinematic universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Picks up right after the end of Suicide Squad. Joker breaks in to the penitentiary and, and, and frees Harley, then breaks up with her sometime after. Leaving her out on the streets of Gotham, and I just like that the opening scene establishes Harley, but I like that she's the narrator, and I like that animation is integrated from the very beginning. It's kind of, the, it's a fun little element. It's a It's a cute little aspect mm-hmm. to the movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's a great way to open the movie. It was doing so good mm-hmm. right up until they decided to pull that typical woman frees herself. She gives herself the fucking haircut and cries. Um, she takes up roller derby. She adopts a hyena. Like, isn't that like isn't that not like really cool though? It kind of humanizes Harley Quinn. Mm. I actually think I thought it was cool. I thought it was a little like you know it's funny I was gonna well, say I think it's like any of this makes her more cool. Boo. <laughs> I I think it's taking from this comic book storyline from the New Fifty Two, and it basically kind of has this structure of Harley Quinn is now on her own without the Joker, and she's looking for an apartment, and she's hanging out with Poison Ivy and just doing what she wants to do. And I like exactly what you didn't like because I feel like it somewhat humanized her, and even. 
humanizes her in the sense that we still get a bit of a glimpse that this is a very intelligent woman who has a PhD who is just sucked into the grasp of the Joker and unfortunately is now unable to get out. But now she's kind of showing her own individuality. And it seems that they're trying to make the split from her and the Joker permanent because of her in the right in the beginning blowing up the Ace Chemical building. I'm wondering because in the universe that's a very permanent thing. So I'm wondering if DC as a studio is stating that from here on out, from what we do with Harley Quinn, the Joker is not going to be involved. One night, Harley gets drunk at a nightclub owned by Roman Sionis, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Black, Black Mask. Mask. Black Mask, played by my AKA, boy. A.k.a. Ewan McGregor, AKA young, my boy young Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. <laughs> young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, she breaks the legs of Roman's driver who had insulted her. She then meets the Knights Club singer, <laughs> Black Canary, a.k.a. Dina Lance, who later saves her from a drunken abduction. Roman's so impressed by Dina's fighting skills that he appoints her as his new driver. And then Harley blows up the Ace Chemicals plant. Mm-hmm. I like... It's fun seeing young, young Obi-Wan play a bad guy. Because he's really good at it. <laughs> You thought he was really good at it? Yeah, he's having a lot of fun. But I think the character was just... Cartoony. I I like that he's having fun. It felt like they were going a little green mask with it. And I was like, what are you doing? My problem with it is that, one, I guess we'll get to it later. And I'm skipping ahead. My problem is that they kill Black Mask at the end of the movie. Because he's a very interesting villain in the comics. Um, but I think he's a, he's a wacky cartoon character in this. The movie. movie is going for this, I guess, in a way, f- in a feminist way, which I don't. On the surface, I don't really have any problem with, but it kind of seems like it's going for this women empowerment. And in the guise of women empowerment, all men are goofy and bad and foolish, and that's how they play Black Mask because he's kind of goofy. But I never felt scared of him i never took him seriously as a but villain. i don't think that's a problem of ewan mcgregor i think he's acting no 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 it's not ewan mcgregor it's, it's written, the written very very well all, all of his dialogue was just like to the point that when when harley makes fun of it when harley makes fun of it it's only trip like triply funny to the audience because it's just like he's a joke he's, he's a joke. Supposed to be a joke she makes the joke from the beginning do not spell out your master plan mm-hmm. i'm so bored with this can we please not do this yeah. and he insists on going forward and talking like that and the whole f- the lore of the face cutting anyways which he's he's very good in the role but i just don't think this character is in the wrong movie same thing with victor zaz victor and they kill victor zaz who's also a, a very interesting Batman villain that they could have saved for a different movie. You I'm know coming what I mean? from this with I'm coming at this with absolutely no background knowledge aside from no knowledge of Joker, Harley, and Batman. Mm-hmm. That is it. I'm not familiar with Birds of Prey. I've not read any of the comics Neither have this I. thus far about Harley or any of these characters. I've read a couple Harley, but not Birds of Prey, though. For as as first I introductions, good, I couldn't take any of these people seriously. Let me just say that. Which is funny because I highly rate the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I couldn't take this character seriously. Okay, so we skip over. Let's skip, let's skip over all that. She blows up Ace Chemicals plant as her way of saying of emancipating herself mm-hmm. from the Joker and saying we're broken up. 
very public, very, you know, on the nose. Um, this is supposed to be the moment that she's emancipated. You know, she starts down the road of independence. Well, I don't think that's the moment that she's supposed to be emancipated. It's supposed to say, way. like, this is, this is the end of the first act, and this is, the, this is it telling you th- Harley Quinn. Right. I don't think that's like, the moment where she's emancipated. I think, in a way, she kind of has to prove herself to be emancipated. So I think by the end it of the movie, it starts her down the road of independence, as opposed to when she, you know, blows up Ace Chemicals. At the very least, it gives us a pretty good, you know, slow walk away from explosion. Walk. Oh, that shot was <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I was like, oh at the very least, we get that out God. of it. I love the cinematography here and all the he colors oh. blasting when she's walking. That was one of the most beautiful shots in the movie. It was co- awesome. Oh my fun. God, this movie is so much fun! I gotta say, good job. On the fight scenes, all the action scenes in this movie were amazing. All of, like, bad writing of characters aside, the action is really what saves it all here. The plot is going to get, like, convoluted as hell, but the action saves it. Like, actually watching the movie, you just have a good time just kind of ignoring, you know, a lot of the plot. Mm -hmm. The Um, fight scenes are very fun. I will agree with you on that. At this point in the story, at this point, the story starts to introduce you know harley's interested parties like people who have some interest or grievance with her um mainly because of her own wrongdoing let's kind of set that up mm-hmm. it's a good setup for the next scene because all of these people converge on harley for revenge this is how the beginning of the second act starts and it feels like john wick chapter three right when john gets the contract on his head all of these people come over at the same time to take John Wick out, mm-hmm. and that's how I it feels about Harley. I think one of the fight scene choreographers worked on John Wick 3. It felt like it. Yeah. She's a really dynamic fighter. So at this point, we know that Birds of Prey is a Harley Quinn story. The second act picks up pretty much right at the beginning of um, the hunt for this diamond. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though it's so <laughs> it's so fun to know that we were talking about uncut gems last week, and now we have to follow this freaking diamond in the <laughs> in oh my Birds God, of yeah, Prey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so we we know that Harley is a dynamic fighter. Basically, um, what I was talking about earlier, the whole John Wick stuff, is exactly how the second act starts. The Joker is broken up with her, which means she doesn't have much protection. Which means if people put their hands on her, the Joker is not going to come by. Yeah. and defend her. Which yeah. means it's free reign for everybody who Harley A lot of people have a bone to pick with Harley. Oh, yeah. And second act follows Harley, Cassandra, and the diamond. Mm-hmm. And the diamond is just switching hands until it gets to Cassandra. I kid you guys, not the entire second act rests on Cassandra shitting out the diamond. That is it. We follow, like, it, the diamond was switching custody up until the second act. Boom. We're waiting for this little girl to shit it out, and Harley's protecting her. And we see we're seeing fights between three different factions, and that's you know Roman Canarians as their whole crime syndicate thing, Renee and the and the Gotham City Police Department, and of course the other people who have a bone to pick with Harley, like the guy whose face got tattooed because she dared Joker to do it one night, or the guy whose nose got broken because she just decided well she was in that kind of mood. Mm-hmm. So. There were a lot of moving parts to the movie. Overall, I just think it was a damn good Harley Quinn story. I think it was a good action movie. There was so much 
dynamic fighting fight scenes like I, I i can't quite break it down the way we did that uncut gems last week because uncut gems i feel like had a little bit more um precision in movie making whereas this was kind of all over the place what are your thoughts on it just from what i said in the beginning i think this is just a very serviceable film um it has enough right moving parts the color palette is decent. The color in the room will tell you what the room is, is supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much a screaming free-for-all fight between all of the different parties um, until all four women decide to fight together against Roman, and that's basically the entire third act. Um, it's kind of like a slumber party. You know, they get together, they go through Harley's old shit, they, get, they wear her gear, she gets her signature bat out, and, and it feels almost like a slumber party um then of course they face off with him i know you have such a bone to pick with how roman sionis dies like a bitch please go off well i'm not gonna go off it's just more so i just feel like with the way the character was written it was the waste it was a waste of black mask as a character and the idea that they kill him at the end is also a waste of the character and i'm just really annoyed that every superhero movie will have a villain who's interesting and then they kill him in the end. You know what I mean? They have so much material they to work with and then they just... One. And, I, and I think one of the biggest problems with it is different studio with Marvel movies, they kill Killmonger in Black Panther who's probably the most interesting villain aside from Thanos. He, he, sh- he should have lived. He should have lived. You know? He should have lived and been imprisoned. It's like if you're going to make these continuous storylines like in the comics, why not have the villains live? When he dies in the end, I'm like, it literally felt like they threw him away because he got thrown off the pier and then exploded because Cassie put a, a, grenade. Um, a grenade on him. Mm-hmm. Black Mask. In the comics, he's somewhat interesting. Zaz is somewhat interesting. Both of them are in this movie and they just fucking die. Poor, poor villain work there. Basically, Roman's killed off and just thrown away and the movie is telling you very quickly that it comes to an end. Roman dies, criminal empire dies. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, Montoya quits Gotham City Police, then joins Canary and Huntress, and they form Birds of Prey as Harley and Cassandra ride off into the sunset with the money that they get from pawning the diamond. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the movie. And we're critiquing it so badly now, but I remember just really really enjoying it this was mm-hmm. a couple of nights ago like it's it's good if you it's don't read too much into problems. it um, it's fine rapid fire thoughts and comments to, to close up i don't know what i mean i'm interested into seeing as i said from the beginning i'm very interested to see what they do with harley quinn however the idea that she owns a startup now and she's like this fifth avenue business owner I don't know what they can it's really not a do with that unless they, they just start, don't. They start do a contract killing company. Oh, that's what that is. Oh yes. Holy shit! I'm an idiot. They start a contract killing company because remember she was writing it on the card, contract killer. Mm-hmm. That's what they is do. Is that at what the pops end. up at the end? Yeah. Holy shit! I'm an idiot. How did I think of that? They start a contract killing company. Oh my god, that's great. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that's shit. why we. <laughs> that's why we had a great time. <laughs> oh, now I'm really interested in seeing where this goes. You know, it's funny. They they laid the seeds. That they were going to go a little darker. They laid the I seeds. I don't think they, they need to go just too dark. Okay, overall, it was an enjoyable movie. 
I think it gave DC a win in in the terms of its action, its comedy, and where DC can go with their further titles in the cinematic universe. I like Harley. This is a good Harley story, and that's it. It 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 services nothing more than that mm-hmm. than being a good Harley story. Um the side character stories are really boring and one dimensional. I think that's pretty much the way we can sum it up. Mm-hmm. Um soundtrack was dope, costume design, makeup all over the place. Um after two watches, I would recommend to watch at home, especially for 6.99. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> for 6.99, I think we did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um but thank you guys so much for watching. This episode is going to be a little bit more cut up. We took some time to kind of come at it with different angles, and I hope you guys really enjoy. And where can they find you? K-A-E-T-L period N on Instagram. Um, I also have Caitlin's Corner, which is my full name, K-E-E-T-L-Y-N-S Corner on Instagram. That's my personal blog. And it's pretty much all the same across all platforms. Perfect. And I am justin.enc on Instagram. You can follow us there or Coffee Cup Media on Instagram. And you can also visit us at coffeecupstudios.net. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a great day. And we will be seeing you next week to discuss Parasite. Thank you so much for listening to Did You Watch? And we will see you next time.